And so learning from that in our own personal lives, if you don't understand, if you don't accept the fact that change will happen and that you will have to adapt to that, no matter what you have, no matter how tough life gets, right? Mm. Picking yourself up and fighting even when you feel that you have no more fight left in you. Picking yourself up as soon as possible and understanding that this isn't a bad life. It's just a bad situation. It's just a bad circumstance. But there is something worth it at the end of that tunnel, right? And that sometimes, as unpredictable as it is, we can predict to a certain extent if life changes are coming up by looking at our own emotions, by understanding ourselves a little bit better. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT Podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new week and a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips Podcast. Introducing yours truly, your host, (laughs) weighing in just under 68 kgs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's why you asked me my weight before we started that's, that's why i that's, asked you your weight that's not nice that's not nice welcome back pounds, okay <laughs> welcome to a brand new episode of the real life tips Man, podcast you will make such a good ring announcer eh? so if this doesn't pan out you can actually go and see um Marne <laughs> doing some MMA yeah, we or had to, some we boxing. We had to change it up a bit. We had to change it up a bit, Leanne. I, I mean, this is episode number 60, dude. 60. Yeah. I know we, we've said this. <laughs> we'll, we said this a while back. And honestly, we're just happy with all the progress that we've made. And I think that hitting another round number is a great celebration. And it's a good enough reason for us just yeah. to change up the intro. Don't you think? Okay. But are you going to do that every time now? Because you need to. I'm be- not going to. You need to perfect <laughs> the yelling, eh? And you and you need to do a Dwayne the Rock Johnson version where you smell what the rock. <laughs> to be honest, cooking. I haven't watched sports in such a long time. <laughs> fighting, I think the last fight scene that I've ever seen that wasn't in a movie was probably WWF. Yes, before, before way it before was it was WWE, even WWE. Raw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when it was still The Rock, Eddie Guerrero, all those guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ray Mysterio was just the coolest. Anyway, that's yeah. not what, why we're here at all, Leon. That's not no. why we're here. Oh, yeah, we we're on the job. We're on the, in the intro. <laughs> we're on the we're on the minute yeah already um, talking uh, nonsense. Anyways, so sit back, relax. Get comfortable, and I've got a very, very good question for Martin today. I want to ask him, what would he do with $44 billion? $44 billion or million? Bil- billion. billion, with a B, the big ones. I'd buy a private jet. No, I'd buy a fleet of private jets. I don't know, dude. That's too much money. Why? Elon. Elon Musk, ah, our South African. Oh yeah, I should have seen Boiki. that coming. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude bought Twitter. Can you believe it, man? I I'm saw not that. A, I saw I'm not that. a big Twitter fan myself. I find it, I don't know, uh, less intriguing than some of the other platforms. But I can understand that the the real big, and I, I almost want to say the the true uh, social media users out there that uses it for specific purpose seems to all be on Twitter. This guy just went and bought it for $44 billion. And as of this episode, if I'm not mistaken, 
he's already done a lot of changes to the business. He's kind of let go of most of the board members and, and stuff like really? that. Jeez. That's $44 billion. That's, that's insane, dude. It? But why? I, I, I just want to understand because I haven't followed the story. Obviously, I'm not a fanboy mm. like you because every single time we talk somewhere, you work, you're almost <laughs> you're like a talk. vegetarian or a vegan. You know, you kind of work it into the conversation every single time. Vegetarians, hey, vegans out there. You know that this has been a thing. Everybody says this about you. Okay, I don't know if it's true. I don't know any vegetarians or vegans. Liam, but that you're such a fanboy, man. So yes, I want to understand, how does a guy go from... Just before we get into the topic of today, right? His method behind our madness. Uh, how does a guy go from buying and start... Well, not buying, but starting something like SpaceX, exploring missions to Mars and all that kind of yeah. stuff into something like social media and Twitter. Is there a method behind his madness? What's happening? I'm truly yeah. intrigued. I want to understand. Look, um, if you follow him as much as I do, you know that he's got very, very strong integrity and like strong characteristic traits as far as like truth and the truth needs to be out there is concerned. And the reason for buying Twitter, that's his platform for, let's say, global messaging. Um, as you know, Tesla doesn't mm. spend a dollar on any advertisement. They basically do everything through Elon Musk's Twitter account. And he's a very strong believer in freedom of speech. So he just found mm -hmm. that the way the regulation around Twitter, and I think that, let's say, censorship around Twitter, he doesn't agree with. And when you are the richest man on earth, what do you do? When you don't agree with something, you just buy it and take it over. So there is method behind his okay. madness. I digress. If I were to go into the very depth of this conversation, this topic will need to change to Elon Musk yeah. and method behind the madness. So what what are we discussing today here? Marnu, ring an answer. Today on episode number 60 of the Real Life Tips podcast, we're going to talk about adapt or die, Lian. And I think mm. this is a very, very crucial point for one to understand in, in your life is that and, and in, in business, and that's, I think, why we're touching on Elon Musk, is it not, yep. right? Is because yeah. in business, you have to adapt or you will die, When it, especially, especially when it comes to startups, especially when yep. you start looking at the history of the most successful businesses out there. What we really want to do today is how can we learn from those experiences? Yes, we're talking mm. business, right? But there's so many things in business that can be applied to your own personal life. Lessons that one can learn that can actually work when you apply it to your own personal life and yep. businesses have grown businesses have failed businesses have succeeded beyond their wildest expectations and is that not why we're here in the first place on the real life tips podcast where we want to understand and we want you to understand what is your success and how can you achieve your ultimate goals your ultimate hopes and dreams and how can we get to that? And what can we learn from businesses? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think adapt or die is, again, one of those topics that kind of interweaves with a lot of the messaging that we've carried out throughout the course of our episodes. And it's one that I kind of firmly be believe in. And I've noticed there were a few times in my life where I suffered acute adapt or die scenarios and the mm -hmm. one specific time in my life where and and again adapt is just i would guess another way of describing change right and we've gone through the change episode and we explained about you know how you should embrace change and all those things but adapt yeah. also means that after the change has happened how do you live on and seek out what benefits you can draw from this change 
and how you can maybe even use this change to, to your advantage. So as we've mentioned in one of our previous episodes, but this was quite a while back, I went through a retrenchment at one stage. There was a bit of a regime change, I would say, for the lack of a better expression, but let's say managerial change. And I got retrenched by a guy that had no idea of who I am and what I've done for the business, literally just out of the blue. And I sat there kind of in disbelief because I knew that I was one of the, let's say, heavier employees in the in the organization, not because I'm 108 kgs, <laughs> but because I've, I've, I've done a lot for the business and I've literally poured my life into the business and I couldn't believe it, right? And it was mm. that very bizarre, acute, very difficult to deal with adaptation point in my life. And what I did is for the first time, I think since... Yeah, some other personal things in my life happened. I went downstairs and I cried. And I phoned my wife and I bowled my eyes out. I just couldn't believe it. And mm. within a day, I decided that the only way that I can, and we just spoke about this before the episode, at the time, I wasn't financially ready for a retrenchment. Yeah. I don't think mm -hmm. anyone is ever ready for a retrenchment, but I was yeah. at my worst point of being able to suddenly sustain a couple of months without income or something like that. So obviously yeah, with retrenchment, you get a package and so on, but we all know that's a finite amount of money. Mm -hmm. You'll burn through it in a few months and you're gonna be screwed, right? So I just decided, you know what, there's another position open at the very same company. And I took a leap of faith. I applied for that position, interviewed in front of the same people that fired me and got that job. Yeah. How bizarre mm -hmm. is that? Crazy. So I came out the other yeah. side yeah. with a job, definitely not the job I still wanted or a job that I felt that I could do. It was a survival yeah. move and a retrenchment package richer. That will always remain my best example of adapt or die. Yeah. I literally in a day or a few days span, they were in country for only a week for me to make my mind up on what I want to do or whether I want to pursue any kind of legal action or whatever. Because in South Africa, you actually have a very strong case against these things. And I decided, no, let me roll with the punches, take the retrenchment, argue the fact that you're going to rehire me and still pay me all my retrenchment money. And I, and I succeeded. And I... Obviously, <laughs> I left not too late after that, but at least on my terms and under my yeah. time. And I, th I think that's a very good example of what we're here to discuss. It today. really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the core essence of it, right? Is the fact that life throws you things. Life is unpredictable, man. I mean, as much as I love predictability, I think there's something about life that just gripes me and there's just nothing we can do about it is that yeah. it unfortunately is just so unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what's in store for you, you know, mm -hmm. in the next day and the next week and the next year. You can't see this change come up. And when you're talking about retrenchment, I feel that that's one of the main things that, like you said, you cannot prepare for it. There's nothing that you can do. If you plan to resign from a company then you can sort of, mm. sort of see what's coming and you can sort of plan for it and anticipate Correct. how your life is going to be affected by that right but life is just so unpredictable and myself i mean i've i've gone through so many unpredictable changes in my life where <laughs> i thought that sure. you know this is just something that 
I don't know what's waiting for me on the other end. I don't know if I'm even in the mood to try and cope with what's happening in my life right now. But I just know that if I don't, if I go and lay down and I don't do anything about it, then what does that look like for me? You know, what does my future look like? So I have to get up. I have to pick myself up. I have to adapt or else I'm just going to sit in this one spot. I'm going to yeah. sit in resentment. I'm going to sit in this uncomfortable situation where I just hate everything, hate, hate life, hate myself to the point where I can't move on, where I can't move forward, where I can't even think about sustaining who I am as a person, not even to think about growth beyond that point. Because mm. even sustaining, when you're going through these uncomfortable changes, is, is difficult, it's challenging. So we're constantly faced with these situations. And I think to take it away from just work experiences and to move it into a little bit more, let's cut to the bone, Leon. I mean, mm. when we say life is un unpredictable and we get placed in circumstances that are beyond our control, we literally have no control over that situation, but we mm. only have control over how we react to that situation. We're talking about relationships that haven't worked out in the yeah, past, sure. things that you have yeah. committed to 100%, right? 120% that just didn't pan out the way that you thought it would. And mm. all of a sudden you're stripped out of that and you're placed in a different circumstance or a different situation and you had to adapt. You had to overcome. If you didn't, you would fall into clinical depression. You would fall into mm. addiction. You would fall into all of these bad habits and mm. constantly rely on them and use them as a crutch don't you think yeah there's no choice in change yeah many of these adaptations or these areas in your life that brings about change there's no there's hardly ever a choice for you and that's why you need to adapt you need to take yeah. what is now given as the new truth or the new true north if you'd like and adapt around how that fits into your life and from a personal relationship i think it it goes very very deep i think with most people especially around our age when you around the 30 year old mark or, okay whatever i'm 40 years old almost but <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean we've gone through many of these episodes in our life where mm -hmm. Something completely strange just happens around a relationship and that relationship needs to die. Some of these things mm -hmm. are at like sleeve length, you know, they're very high on your radar of important things in your life. And when something like that takes a change, it really affects you quite deeply. Mm -hmm. And personal relationships is the one thing that I believe makes life kind of worthwhile. It's your relationships with your friends, family, kids etc if everything else dies down if you lose your money if you lose your mobility if you lose your eyesight if you lose anything in life you'll always have your friendships and your relationships and your romantic relationships and your spouses and yeah. it's just really important to kind of come into realization that that is not a certainty it can change and you need to kind of Equip yourself now already with the coping tools and the coping mechanisms to understand that not everything in life is going to remain constant forever. And mm -hmm. should something change, start thinking about your coping mechanisms and how you would kind of react to that change. Have you ever started giving yourself the equipment when you kind of see adaptation along the horizon? Because I, yeah. I mentioned that yeah, there's yeah. no choice in change, mm -hmm. but you sometimes can see it coming. Yeah, I mean, it's it's life as, as unpredictable as it is. Um, it is predictable to a certain extent. So there are th things that you can pinpoint, signs that you can observe 
that change is about to come. And when I say signs, I mean getting intact with your own emotions as well. Mm. Understanding that those are signs that you're getting uncomfortable with the stagnation. And I think once you start tapping into that, that's sort of when you can start predicting that change is about to happen. So when you're talking about equipping yourself with the right tools, I feel that that is... Isn't that the most beautiful thing about it being your human being, being Mm, able to learn, mm. being able to grow and all that? You learn from past experiences. We've touched Mm. on this a little bit in the previous episode or two where the bad things happen in your life, the mistakes that you've made happen for a reason because you learn from that. You learn not to touch the hot plate, you know? You learn from your bad experiences and so you grow and so you better adapt and you better equip yourself in the future to not fall into those traps again. So once you go through these bad experiences or not even bad experiences, just changes in your life, you start learning how to cope with them better. And I think the most important thing that you pointed out there is that you start developing a sense of hope once Mm. you start realizing and understanding and accepting the fact that change will happen eventually and that you can be in control of how you respond, how you react Mm. to that change. And especially when we're talking about fighting, when you feel that you have absolutely no more fight left. So from time to time, when those changes hit you, they hit you with a curveball and you, mm. you didn't mm. necessarily see it coming. Maybe it is something like retrenchments. Maybe it is, you know, you, you got pushed out of a relationship or maybe it is the fact that you got forced into a new job and now you have to relocate or maybe your wife got her dream job and she had to relocate. Mm. And so when you make that big change in your life and you didn't really anticipate the change, you're going to go through a curve where things are going to feel very uncomfortable because you're stripped Mm, out of your comfort mm. zone. You're stripped out of your normal situation. And you couldn't have been prepared for that. That's something that just spontaneously popped up in your life. But knowing that you just need to push through this, it's just a dip. It's not a bad life. It's just a bad situation. It's just a bad week or a bad day. It doesn't mean that it's a bad life. Pushing through that and knowing that if you continue to fight, you're going to get out to the better end, right? You're going to adapt. You're going to fight. You're going to eventually learn and grow from that. And I think Mm. that's the beauty in this, right? Is that no matter what happens, if you are forced out of an old job into a new job, something that's completely out of your comfort zone, we've said this so many times that you learn and you grow when you pull yourself out of that comfort zone. Sometimes life pulls you out of your own comfort zone and Mm -hmm. you have to adapt or you will, metaphorically speaking, die or you're going to lay down Mm. and you're just going to fall into this endless hopelessness and that's what you don't want. Leon, with that being said, I think Mm -hmm. that it is time for us to head into the most crucial part of this episode. As always, how can we apply this to our lives? And this is where we switch over to the real life tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, take two. Cool. I love that. Why is it two? Why is it two weeks in a row that we that we have to retake your, your? I'm beatbox, trying to man. mix it up, and I've realized I only have one. I only have one you start sound. Overthink- <laughs> yeah. You start overthinking it <laughs> for today. All right, Leon. So we've 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 covered quite a bit here, right? Yes. We've we know that businesses need to adapt. They need to adapt, or else they will be dead in the water. A general statistic that I heard quite a while back was that I think ninety percent of businesses, or I think it might even be ninety five percent of mm. startups, fail within the first five years. 
And yep. usually it's either Sucks. because of a couple of things, right? Because they don't put in the grit. They don't put in the effort. It's not what they expected. It's not what they signed up for. Or they don't adapt. They don't change mm. their business model mm. according to what the market demands, right? And so learning from that in our own personal lives, if you don't understand, if you don't accept the fact that change will happen and that you will have to adapt to that, no matter what you have, no matter how tough life gets, right? Mm. Picking yourself up and fighting even when you feel that you have no more fight left in you. Picking yourself up as soon as possible and understanding that this isn't a bad life. It's just a bad situation. It's just a bad circumstance. But there is something worth it at the end of that tunnel, right? At the end of that fight. Now that we've covered that, now that we've learned that life is completely unpredictable and that sometimes as unpredictable as it is, we can predict to a certain extent if life changes are coming up, right? By looking Mm -hmm. at our own emotions, by understanding ourselves a little bit better. How can we use all of that? And what is the one tip or two tips that you can leave with us here today? And how can we start adapting to life before it's too late? Yeah, I think I've got one tip, but it's a bit of a loaded one, I think. And um, this is not researched or whatever, but I think this is something that applies to me, which means it could potentially apply to a lot more people. And that's that I'm a comfort creature, You know, I don't like change. I don't like adaptation. I don't like to have to adapt, right? Now, the only way that I have found myself more comfortable with adapting or changing is to train change, you know, to literally try and find a way to introduce uncomfortable, let's say, change in your life or things that you need to adapt to. And I think some of the ways that I've done and that's worked for me recently and again this is more on the personal level but i can see how this could work for businesses as well is to just experiment with life a little bit more and by that i mean get yourself out of your comfort zone and become a little bit more impulsive for example Mm -hmm. if i don't have my weekend planned out from friday evening till sunday evening I get very, very like thrown astray if you suddenly Saturday morning tell me, let's quickly go for breakfast run or something. I wanted mm-hmm. that in my planning, but it's not in my, it's it, now if it just pops up straight away, I'm usually the guy that will say, no, I don't want to do it. It wasn't in my, it wasn't in the planning for the weekend. And again, I found that in the last year or so, I've started being a little bit more impulsive, but good impulsive. I'm not talking about reacting to every kind of thing that comes your way, but I'm saying take yourself out of your comfort zone and experiment a little bit. So go and try skydiving. If you think it's going to frighten the hell out of you, go do it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, go and do the things that your friends suddenly just invite you to and it's a day or half a day's worth notice. And that way you start training your life to unexpected events occurring and going with it and usually finding out that it's great on the other side. And mm. that's just a very simple way that I found myself more comfortable, I wouldn't say with change, but just the notion of uncertainty and unplanned things coming your way and rolling with the punches, so to speak, and kind of hoping for the best and using your whole life experience or whatever to make it the best at that time. And that's something that's worked for me. That's the only tip I've got. I don't really, I think 
the topic is quite intuitive and self-explanatory, but that is maybe just an exercise that could help a lot of my comfort junkies out there that doesn't want to get out of their comfort zone. I love that. That's, that's really, really cool because what you're saying is control the uncontrollable, right? So induce that kind of stress so that Mm. you can better respond to it in the future. And it sort of leans on my tip as well, but maybe from a different angle. Taking into consideration Mm -hmm. that we've just covered, that we are ever learning and ever growing as Mm -hmm. human beings, right? And the only way we can do that is by looking at past experiences and seeing what we did wrong so we Mm -hmm. don't do that again in the future and getting intact with our own emotions, getting intact and getting to know ourselves a little bit better. I would say my exercise for this week, seeing as that we're dishing out exercises here as opposed to just tips, (laughs) I love it. It's really cool. Um, My exercise for this week would be to think back to the most recent big change in your life that happened unexpectedly. Analyze that situation. Really, really put yourself back in those shoes and think back, how did you feel? What Mm. were the things, what were the timelines that you were dealing with in terms of recovery and adaptation and how you succeeded at the end of the day? Really go back and think about that situation Think about that process. And what's the worst thing that happened? What was the worst thing that happened? Very important Mm. point, yes. And how long did it take? What were the big milestones of actual growth during that process? Mm. And really think about that, get intact with that and use that as a growth catalyst when you deal with your next change, right? When Mm. life throws you something abrupt again, when life throws you into a similar circumstance, maybe it is, you know, you lost a job in the past or you talked about retrenchment, right? Or maybe it is that you just need to switch a job or maybe it is that Mm. you went through some traumatic life experience in the past and now all of a sudden something got stripped out of your life again. And how did you adapt to change? Use those things as shortcuts, So what Mm. I did in my past, and that's really where it's coming from, I went through some situations, things that I learned that, okay, you know what, that really sucked. And that took a very long time for me to bounce back. And the next time it happened and the next time it happened, instantly I knew exactly what to expect. I knew exactly the timelines that I'm gonna be dealing with. And I just accepted it and I rolled with the punches in that way because I learned from the past. But I I was able to shorten the timeline from six months to three months from three months to two weeks. All of a sudden, why? Because I'm learning out of this experience. So that's really my only tip here, or my only exercise, is think back to the last big change and then use that as a growth catalyst and learn from your past experiences. Leon, it's been an absolute awesome episode. I think Mm. we're well on our way to our target this year of hitting 100 episodes. I can't Uh wait. We're getting there there. slowly but surely. But you guys are on this journey with us. If you like this episode, if you like the content that we've put out, please go ahead and rate the show. Share this episode with someone who you feel needs to hear this. Someone that you think is going through a big life change. Someone that's expecting a big life change. Just share this with them. Share the knowledge. Share the power, right? With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we look forward to seeing you guys again on the very next episode. This is me signing off, Mono. You were joined by Leon as usual, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining. Cheers. What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. 
This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us and who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.